0: Welcome back to A Story to Tell from the campus of Dixie State University. Today we're talking with Sinaway Noriega. How do I do on that name?
1: You did fantastic, Lane. Thanks for pronouncing it Well, I it practiced correctly. it for two hours this morning before I came here. <laughs> well, you have to. Uh, that's why they call me Mr. Noriega is because it's so hard to pronounce.
0: Wasn't there a, a movie once about Mr. Tibbs or something? Well,
1: there was a movie, actually, The Egyptian, and the main character was Sinaway in there, but it was a 1950s film and, and long forgotten, so... It's off of uh, everybody's tongue these days. So
0: you're a movie character.
1: <laughs> I suppose. So it came from a, uh, from a novel. So I'd say I'm, a, I'm a, a novel character.
0: Character of a novel. Well, tell me a little about yourself. Who you are, where you've been, what do you do?
1: Well, I'm a teacher. Uh, that's primarily and, and foremost exactly what I am as a teacher. I love education. I love teaching. I love seeing that spark in, in children's eyes. When I communicate learning to them, uh, the real learning, the desire to learn, the, the, the marvel of learning. Uh, I've been teaching now for, I've had my teaching license for the past seven years, but I've, I've been teaching long before then and in coaching in private schools and this kind of thing. Whereabouts? Um, that's the funny thing. Is I've been researching uh, the south, the the western part of the country here, the southwest part of the country. I've been traveling to places like Nevada, California, Arizona, and Nevada, here Nevada,
0: two foreign and California, two foreign countries. Exactly,
1: exactly. But I wanted to get to the heart of what's happening in education. So that was the whole point. Is I I uh, told my wife, you know, we need to find out. I told her about six, seven years ago. We need to find out what's happening with education right now because something's happening and we need to get to the bottom of things so that's what i've been doing is traveling teaching in in over a dozen school districts all around the country
0: what grade level do you teach
1: uh, that's the thing i've been teaching from sixth grade all the way to twelfth grade and currently i'm teaching adults right now in a in a southwest uh... uh high school here in uh, in town
0: I to turn my phone off <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, tell me a little bit about your teaching career. What, What do you enjoy most about it?
1: Well, like I said, Lane, I enjoy learning for learning's sake. We've gotten so far away from that today. We've gotten into learning for the test's sake. But I enjoy when a child discovers for themselves a new concept, and I facilitate that learning. I come in and I teach that child but rather I lead them to that discovery and I love to see when they understand what learning truly is which it's a natural human desire a human instinct to find out the unknown that's what I love seeing most of all in my career and what's been stripped away from the education system
0: before we really get into that tell me a little bit about your family well, who my, you are, where you came from, your parents, your my, siblings, your children, your wife
1: my family I, I have to say Lane and, and I say this exclusively, is, is the best family in the whole world. My wife is so supportive. Uh, I don't think that there's a more supportive wife that, that could say, yes, let's go traveling all over the states and have uh, an unstable career because of the uh, research that you're doing. I have four lovely children and one on the way. I have two girls and two boys. My oldest is 12 years old, and uh, he's in eighth grade right now. Um, I love being with them. I come from uh, a divergent background. I'm actually half Haitian and half Spanish. My father's from Haiti, uh, so I was able to grow up uh, in that kind of environment as well. Uh, My parents separated when I was uh, very young. But I've had the opportunity to be a world traveler, a renaissance man, so to speak. I've been able to be all over the United States as well as all over the world. I've traveled to Europe. and. I've been in Switzerland, Sweden, and and all over the whole uh, world, just uh, being able to open my eyes in South America. I've been on a mission in South America um, for the church for two years, and I've been able to expand my my horizon, so to speak. Family life is fantastic. I I think I've learned uh, great values from my mother, uh, and and that's what's kept me afloat is uh, bringing these values with me because these are the kind of things that are right now being pushed out of education. is values and, and a system where uh, rejects uh, any part of the Creator or any part of, of, of the love for, for country or for God. Those things are being pushed out. Um, but I think it's those values that have been instilled with me uh, since I was growing up that have, that have given me uh, the courage to fight onward, to fight this battle.
0: How did you meet your wife? <laughs>
1: Lovely story. We, uh, as as youth, we left to dance, and uh, you know I can't dance right now. But uh, I went to a dance club, uh, and I saw her over there, and she was the most amazing uh, rabbit in the whole world, a bunny hopping over there, and I just had to meet her. Where was this? Uh, this was in Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake City, about uh, uh, over 18 years ago, and um, and and it was uh, uh, you know love at first sight. I call it because I saw her and from that moment uh, a lot of people don't don't believe in this love at first sight but I do I've had first-hand experience and ever since I saw her standing there like the Beatles say um, I've been in love ever since
0: how long did it take you to marry her
1: well it took me about a year and a half Uh, uh, you know we 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 dated we courted we uh, went out and uh, finally I convinced her to, uh, to to take the deep plunge and to take the risk. Uh, I certainly married upward it's like uh, uh, and what about Bob you know she's she's a uh, a good year blimp and I'm just dangling on the ropes uh, so I had to convince her a little bit. <laughs> well I
0: met my wife at a dance and three weeks later we were married. What took you so long?
1: Well, you know it took a little convincing and it took a little bit of uh, uh, of charm but like i said i married up uh, you might you we might all have. married <laughs> anybody that
0: thinks they didn't marry up is crazy well
1: that that may be that may be lane but uh you know i truly i truly believe that i have just such a wonderful princess that it just it took everything i had to be able to to finally solidify the deal and i did and i thank the lord for it because i think that that he was right there giving me a uh, uh... the courage and the help to do so and so uh... just like everything else in my life i i really appreciate the hand of providence because it uh... it was a great part of my life at that stage in my life and uh... and this stage of my life as well
0: well maybe the thing that took you so long is you married way 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 up
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's You're exactly star. right that's what i'm saying you know, people marry up but i i shot for beyond this beyond the stars
0: well good for you uh... Tell me about Common Core.
1: Well, that's what we're deeply involved with right now, Common Core. And it's a great mystery to most of us Americans. Here in Utah, we're uh, in a little bubble, but even it's surprising in the whole United States, we seem to be in a bubble because Common Core is a national system. However, when I talk to parents, when I talk to educators, when I travel around the United States, most people don't have any idea what Common Core even is. What is it? It is a national education system that bypassed Congress. In other words, it's the first education system, first law ever to be put through in America bypassing Congress. How did they do that? Well, <laughs> very sneakily. What they did was they utilized the No Child Left Behind law and the implosion that that was having, the collapse of No Child Left Behind back in 2010, 2011 caused the school districts to panic. The government took advantage of that and created, well, they had long before created this Common Core curriculum and this Common Core system, but they took advantage and told the states uh, something radical. Arne Duncan came out and basically told the states, you know what? You don't have to keep the law. All you have to do is sign some waivers that we've prepared for you, as long as you're signing your rights away and giving those rights to us. And if you do that, we'll continue funding you funding all the states that go along with us. This was the
0: carrot on the stick.
1: Exactly. The dangling carrot. You won't lose your funding. Now remember back then there were a couple of states that were saying we're going more going to get out of No Child Left Behind. Those states were brought back in with the dangling carrot and they were told, hey, just sign these waivers and we'll take care of you. And that's what they did. Was Utah one of those? Utah was one of those and that what's that's what shocked me. Right now, Utah's in year one of Common Core, and the rest of the states, a lot of the states are into year three. But it shocked me because we didn't need the money. Our school system wasn't failing in Utah like it was in California. In California, we had over 90% of schools in program improvement. Here in Utah, we were doing just fine. And yet, somehow, we sold our rights away to Common Core and basically said, we are not going to have a part of education. We're going to accept everything the national government tells us that we should educate our children with it's gotten so radical lane that they've imposed the end of school year tests and they've even told us our teachers we can't we can't get into those tests we can't look at those tests parents can't look at those tests how can they prevent the parents from looking at them well that's what shocks me i don't have any idea how anybody is going along with this the only thing i can say is that nobody knows about it because when i tell parents you can't go into your school district and see the test that your child is taking they get shocked and they look at me strangely and yet yesterday my own child when i sent him to to take the test i went over there and as i was escorting him to what seemed a a prison like structure with uh, shielded with glass
0: as i was a school
1: this was at at here at the campus because i homeschool my child uh, but as I was escorting him into that room, all of a sudden I got approached quickly. "Whoa, you can't come in here! You can't come in here! This is my child. You can't come in here!" And I had to leave my child. The door was closed, and I had to stay behind where I was not able to see the computers at all because I, as a parent, I'm not allowed to see the test. And as a teacher, which shocks should shock the the viewer more, I'm not allowed to see that test. In fact, in Utah. There are only 15 people approved here in the state of Utah to see that test. Other than the teachers? Can the teachers see the the test? The teachers cannot see the test. In fact... Well, who grades the test? The test is graded by the government. It's sent directly to Washington. You hit submit. My child explained the whole process. You hit submit, and once that, that process is sent, that goes directly to Washington, and they take care of the test. Now, mind you, this test was not created by an education system. This test was created by a behavior modification company ask yourself this question why would a behavior modification company create the end-of-year examinations that our children are having in the schools and yet this kind of information is kept secret from the parents right now what we have is a national education system gone array this is exactly what the founding fathers were preventing when they kept education out of the Constitution and out of the federal government's hands Because it was their intention, it was their intent to keep education at a local level so that parents and educators could decide, you and I could decide, what's best for our children. But this is exactly what's been stolen by the federal government. The federal government has come in and has taken education away from the hands of the parents and the local educators and authorities do they
0: teach this throughout the year do they teach for the test or how do they prepare students to take this so-called test
1: well in my book i explain uh... everything about the test uh... we now teach for the test we have gone away from teaching learning and have substituted that with a doppelganger so to speak that the test we teach for the test we we explain everything for the test but the common core is exactly that is a curriculum fed through the national government. They've given us all approved textbooks, and they have to be Common Core approved textbooks, otherwise we can't use those Is textbooks. this
0: for every subject?
1: This is for every... Well, not for the elective subjects. Not yet, at least. But for the core subjects... And what are the core subjects? We have math, science, history, and so forth. And so those are the subjects that right now are being tested, language arts, uh, and those are the subjects that, that the government is has their their complete control over it. not only their foot in the door but sort of say they've they've broken into the door they've broken into the house of education
0: when did this start
1: it started back actually uh, for with no child left behind and i explained that in my book if it's broken don't fix it in no child left behind he started
0: for no child left behind well
1: no child left behind we all know was uh, george bush started no no child left behind but george bush didn't write the law. He was convinced, like you and I, of the subject. Hey, you know, you have uh, a system here that's not going to leave any child behind. Even the name is pretty. And what we expect out of you, teachers, is to get your students 10% smarter every year. Your fifth grade classes have to be 10% smarter than last year's fifth grade classes. And that makes perfect sense to everybody, except by the time you get to year seven and eight, which is when we start seeing the fiascos and the cheating. By year 7 and 8, that we're talking about 70% smarter kids than the beginning kids. That's basically impossible. By year 10, we were expecting kids to be 100% smarter than those original kids. You can't possibly ask a teacher to say, hey, those scores that your original 5th graders have, we want those scores to be 100% better by 10 years later, by the year 2014.
0: What does 100% better mean? I thought 100% was as good as you could do.
1: Well, one let's say your kids... twice as... Good, or let's you? let's say your your kids' overall average had 42, 42 uh, percentage percentile went into the curve. 42 percent by the year 2014, they wanted that 42 to be 84. Okay. In other words, to double the capacity of what you could teach those children, which children can can learn infinitely, but when you put that kind of an equation into a no child left behind, we realize that that system is meant to collapse. And that's exactly why I explain my book, is that this operation to take over the education system and actually the national government was set up all the way back from No Child Left Behind. It was a system that was meant to implode in on itself. And by the time that 2011 rolled around and these states were seceding out of No Child Left Behind, the government already had in place a safety net. In other words, a plan that was preconceived previously. And Ardney Duncan came in and simply said... Something like this, and I'm ad-living. We know that it was going to implode in on itself. You guys now have waivers to break the law. You can still keep your funding, but you have to give, in other words, secede all your rights away of education to us, the federal government. We are now taking control of education from your hands. You keep the money but we are now taking control an ingenious system.
0: Who is Duncan? Tell me who he is. Uh,
1: Duncan is, is, is the Secretary of Education in the, in, in the United States, and so he was appointed by Obama. Uh, he, he is the one that, that, that we go to for any education purposes, any education laws, but he is the one that is the voice piece of, of Barack Obama in his administration.
0: How are people in Utah reacting to this?
1: The people that know in Utah are outraged, are shocked, but most people in Utah, most people in the state, I I, I repeat this again, in the nation have no idea what's going on. That's why I believe information is the most important part. If you are unaware of what's happening, there's nothing you can do. If you are unaware that it is unconstitutional to have a federal system running education, then, then education is what will help you. That's what my job is. That's why I wrote this book, is for people to go and read and be able to become aware and say, okay, the education system has been overrun illegally by the federal government. That's unconstitutional. How did they do that? How did they bypass Congress altogether? How does that link to what the government is doing now, completely bypassing Congress in every way? This is why I've taken a couple years off of my career and have been promoting what I'm doing now speaking to parents and speaking to educators about what the common core is
0: tell me about your book
1: my book is if it's broken don't fix it it's it's uh, an inside look at education and I spent two years uh, writing this book seven years researching this book and this book tells us everything that we need to do to know today about education and what we can do to stop what's happening in the government today Today the government thinks that they can overreach, that they can take our rights away from us at any given time. If they feel they need to take our guns away, they can do that. If they feel that they can take away our privileges to to, to educate our children, they're doing that. If they feel that they can take away our lands, they're doing that. All because of Common Core. You see, the Common Core was the first national law to bypass Congress completely.